Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When we listen to the radio, we never agree on the station. Classic rock. Hip-hop. Pop. Guys, quiet. The one thing we do agree on, we all want an awesome free phone. That's why we switched to MetroPCS. Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four free phones of your choice from brands you love, like Samsung, Motorola, and LG when you switch. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Free phone requires port. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. Now, Robbie, we've just watched the FA Cup final uh, and Arsenal with a stunning two-win victory over Premier League champions Chelsea. How did he do it? Well, first of all, though, I have to say what a great final it was. Not all FA Cup finals play out in that day. It kind of felt like a throwback to the old days, maybe when you were watching as a kid and I got up early, I was watching the uh, coverage on, on BBC, they started early, there was like a three-hour build-up, really getting into it, and the game didn't disappoint, Robin, and from the early goal, and, and just under four minutes for Alexis Sanchez, there will no doubt talk about in terms of how it was made, was it offside, should it have stood, um, but beyond that, just Arsenal, mate, coming out all guns blazing, um, you know, everyone was talking about Chelsea had won the title, Chelsea doing the double, Chelsea being the strongest team on paper. And, you know, I remember saying in the last podcast, and, and the, the words that Antonio Conte said, it's okay being good on paper, you have to be good on the pitch. And it was Arsenal who were, who was so good on the pitch in the first half, mate. I mean, the only disappointment, and I wondered if it was going to come back to haunt them, that they didn't go two, three goals up in that first half and almost put the bet, the game to bed. But Somehow, um, they came back into the game. And, and as we talk about the game, I just want to point to, to, to that sort of minute uh, or so when Chelsea equalised. And some people may have thought, even against 10 men, oh, here we go, you know, Chelsea at strength. This is what they're good about. And in fairness to Arsenal, Arsenal did all the things that we, we sometimes criticise them for. They stood up, Rob. They had a backbone. They came firing back. And in less than a minute's time, they were, they were back two on one. And there, wasn't, there was no time for doubt. And at times, people have done that to Arsenal. I remember once uh, in, in one of the broadcasts, you were saying recently how, you know, when, when teams uh, are susceptible to, to, to conceding a goal, that's when Arsenal have got to go at it. They don't do that that well. They take their time and play their football. Today, I thought their tactics yeah. and the, the way they were set up were absolutely first class. And Arsenal Menger has to take a lot of credit for that. He does. He does, Rob. And, and just just like, um, I, I think there was a bravery about it because I, I think he probably thought, you know what, we haven't got our preferred defenders available. Um, we're going to have a go. And I often criticise Arsenal for, and it's happened many times this season, is, is starting slowly and almost wasting the first half because of possession. I mean, wow. I mean, talk about, you know, go, go straight for Chelsea, on the front foot, fortune mm-hmm. favours the brave, everybody going forward. And I always look at them, like you do, Rob, we look at the middle of the park. Yeah. And these two systems are exactly the same. You've got uh, N'Golo Kante and Nemanja Matic for Chelsea, and you had Aaron Ramsey. 
and, and Granit Xhaka for, for Arsenal. But Ramsey, he didn't play in there. No, he didn't no. play in there. He was forward all the time. Alexis was coming back to pick up the ball. That was hard to mark. And Chelsea just got really, really outplayed in the middle of the park. Extra enthusiasm from Arsenal. It was just like, you know, you look at the game and you think, wow, Arsenal are up for this and Chelsea are mm. not. Now, you know, we'll, maybe we'll, we'll continue with Arsenal for a little bit. We'll talk about Chelsea and what they were deficient at. Yeah. But, I, but I think it's absolutely right, both tactically, motivationally, and everything about this game for Arsenal was absolutely spot on. And just to go back at the very start, I want to echo what you said about the FA Cup final because we've both, you know, we've both watched it, dreamed about it. I've been lucky mm-hmm. enough to play in one. But it felt, you know, like you said there, great weather, great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You had the minute silence that was superbly uh, handled from both fo- sets of football cl- uh, supporters um, and a brilliant, brilliant final. But all credit to Arsenal because they were so quick um, out, of the, out of the blocks and, and just, I thought, surprised a maybe overconfident, a little bit complacent Chelsea. Yeah, listen, I, I'd echo those thoughts. And, and, and one of the things that I wrote down as I was watching the game, just making a few notes, I thought, this isn't just a win. This isn't just an FA Cup win. This isn't just an, a, a, another trophy. And we know that Arsene Wenger came into the game under pressure and people saying whether he wins or not should, shouldn't make any difference. But this was a, a win against a Chelsea team who've been dominant all season, Rob, who, who turn up for every game, the title winners. And, you know, in, in what's been a real sort of bittersweet season for, for Arsenal, I, I'm delighted for, for Arsene Wenger, at least. It, 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 it ends up with, with a better taste than, than it could have done. And, and it was a big win, this, for, for the football club. Um, against the Chelsea team, as you say, again wrote down my notes. Chelsea looked like some, uh, some. It almost looked like today Chelsea were playing for Champions League spot. It was like they were so determined to get the job done. And, and I've kind of, I kind of wrote, you know, I do. I wrote my angry Arsenal. It was that Arsenal who wanted to show, who were on the front foot, who wanted to play, who wanted to prove a point. And and it's the Arsenal that sometimes will say, why can't we see that for thirty eight games oh, in a season? That's the big question. But, that is the big question. But, but, but let's, let, let's just contrast as well. The other thing I wrote down was Champagne-Chelsea, as though they just <laughs> maybe had a, a glass too many, just slightly taking the eye off, off, off the ball, Robin. It's so difficult. And this is that where we talk about switching it on and switching it off and thinking that, you, you know, Arsenal were undoubtedly the better team in terms of the way they played, in terms of the tactical setup, but more importantly, in, in terms of their drive and determination and wanting to get the job done. They, they were just superior in all the areas that they needed to be. And it, it was a Chelsea team who, in the first half, Rob, they, talk, they talked about back threes. And, and, and I've got Arsenal were, were missing, really, their, their uh, select back three. Chelsea's back three at times went missing in the first half. They, you know, they, we talked about Azpilicueta, Kael and Louise, the best three, some of the best three defenders were, certainly in, 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 the, in the league, certainly in the system they played. We're getting running behind. Danny Welbeck was causing them all kind of problems. As you say, Alexis was coming and picking a ball up and driving through. And they their, their defensive shape and balance looked all over the place in, in the first half. And they must have been delighted to have gone in 1-0. And I can expect uh, Antonio Conte let rip in that Wembley dressing room at half-time. Mm. Let's, get to the, let's get to the first goal, Rob. And a lot of mm. controversy about it. And yeah. I think I went back and forth with a few guys on Twitter yeah, uh, about the offside. There's two incidents here. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I guess the first thing that comes forward is handball. Mm. And, yeah. And really, after watching it a few times, his his hand is high for me. It is it's a handball. Yeah, it's a handball for me. 
I mean, we, I know we're going to go through two scenarios in, in what if and what. The first one for me, I thought was clean. I think it's a handball. Yeah, I, okay. I know it comes off his knee, but his hand's in an awkward, in, in an unexpected position, unnatural there. He kind of brings it down towards the ball so the ball goes in front of him. I mean, yeah. the referee has a good look at it as well. He's not four or five yards or so from, from where it happens. So I'm a little surprised that, that, you know, the handball isn't given and then we're not going down the second road, which I know we are, about the offsides. Now, OK, let, let's say that he makes a mistake there. And Aaron Ramsey's obviously in an offside position. I'm not sure if the, the linesman puts his flag up because he thinks Ramsey's going to play the ball. Yeah. Ram, Ramsey's su- suggesting he didn't. So is there, was there a movement towards the ball from Aaron Ramsey in any well, way? Let, let's, get to the, let's get to the facts because that's, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. And the wording of the facts. So I've got the, the laws of the game, 2016, 2017. So it's the updated one with all the extra text, etc. Now here's the, you know, I'm reading from the section mm. here about this and, and interfering with play. And there's bits that's, that's obviously not um, because it doesn't challenge a player, etc. Yeah, no. It's this one. Clearly attempting to play a ball which is close to him when, is, when this action impacts on an opponent. So yeah. that's it. Now the first yeah. part of that, Rob, I think we can put it to bed. Clearly attempting to play a ball. He no. does move to the ball, but then he, he does not attempt to play it. So I think that first part, he's not clearly... So this isn't kind of does he or doesn't he? Does he clearly attempt to play the ball? Does he swing his foot at the ball? Does he, you know, does he, does he try... And I, I think that's where it stops. So, you know, even, even if you said, does he attempt to play a ball, does it impact an opponent? Well, there was no defenders around. I guess well, you could argue... It impacts the goalkeeper. I would yeah. say impacts the goalkeeper. I think Thibaut Courtois has to make a movement because of the position of Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. And because of that, he might not be in this, the best position when Alexis gets to the ball and then flicks it past him. That would be my own. So I, I'm stronger he, on the handball. I think yeah. I would have flagged offside. I think he does impact Courtois yeah, more think, than maybe David Luiz. Do you think he clearly attempts to play the ball? Um, I'm, I'm kind of 50-50 on the clearly attempts, but I, I go then, I, I jump onto the impact of a defender, the goalkeeper being obviously one of the opposition. I think that Thibaut Courtois would have an argument that if Aaron Ramsey wasn't there, he would deal with that situation differently than if he was there. And, and for that reason, I would go definitely a handball and I would put the flag up if, if I was the linesman on that side. I mean, the referee then goes over, they have a discussion, he seems yeah, he's happy sure. with it and, yeah. and gives it, they have a good old chat. But I thought Chelsea, you know, as, as poorly as they started, were a little unlucky to go down to that goal. Yeah, that's okay, mate. And I, and I appreciate that. I respect that. I, I think they had a little bit of time together there to chat about, you know, his, his a bit, you know, did he, uh, how, how clear it was in attempting mm. to play the ball. But it, 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 there is a little bit of greyness there. But, I mean, the, 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 the writing of the rule does, you know, yeah. kind of try and put as much of a definition on it as possible. But it's, it's really not easy. I just think clearly attempts to play the ball. For me, it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear that he attempted to play it. Um, so I, I would have not. I think the, uh, the offside decision was correct to allow to play, but I agree with you. I think it's a handball. It should have been called back. Um, but, but, and that's a big deal. That was a big yeah, huge deal. Changed, changed the momentum of the game. And you know, I just want to talk. I, I wrote down about a couple of individuals. And, and just Alexis Sanchez, Rob. Uh, yeah. I, I saw the stats this, for him this season. He's played 51 games. Yeah. He scored 30 goals and had 15 assists. I mean... This guy is phenomenal for this football team, continues to work hard, continues to 
put the effort in, as well as you know being a top-class technical player. I mean, he's got the perfect mix that you'd want. I mean, it's going to be criminal, Rob, if this guy doesn't stay at this football club for a long term and they start building around him because he, these are the kind of guys who win you titles. And if, if Arsenal have any ambition of getting oh, back there, then that's what, that, that's, that's what they've got to do. A million percent. I mean, I've, I've written down on my notes, Rob, Alexis is better than Hazard. And, and I would I'd ask you a question, my friend. Wow. Who's wow. better? I mean, who's, who's better in the Premier League wow. than Alexis Sanchez? Is that, I'm, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing you, and, and different teams, different folks, different strokes. Eddie Nazar is a wonderful player, Rob. If you well, if you set up in a certain way, Eddie Nazar is special. He's a special right. talent. Who would you buy if you had? If you had one player, it doesn't. In the, no, you, but, who would you buy? No, one player in, 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 what, in, what, in what team? In what team? I don't care. It doesn't matter, Rob. It does not matter. What one player would you buy from the Premier League? For, for your team, you know, it doesn't matter where it is. Who's the, who, who's the star player that you would buy? Oh, as or, or Alexis, or, well, or are you anybody, talking anybody? Anybody. Kane, no. Lukaku, I mean... I'd take, I, I'd take Harry Kane right now, off what sure. I've seen. Just guarantees me 20 goals. Guarantees me 20 goals. I haven't seen a 10-goal sulk from, from Harry Kane that, that maybe Eddie Nazar's in him. Maybe every three years, you, you have to pull up with one of those years with Eddie Nazar. Maybe with Alexis Sanchez. Have, would you rather have Hazard than Alexis then, Rob, if you had to buy one of them? I think so, mate. I, I just think so, yeah. Just that ability of, uh, of going past people. And uh, Listen, I, I love Alexis Sanchez. And, and you know, he, he's, he's up there in the top three, four, five. But I would go Harry Kane right now because I just believe in 20 goals, bring your titles or, with the right setup. I would probably go Eddie Nazar just before his all-round ability and his age. Um, they would slightly win it for me, and then I'd probably go Alexis Sanchez beyond next next to that. Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah Alexis for me. I think he's the best yeah. player in the league, and, and that he would be the guy that I would bring to my club if I had one. Just just moving on, if if I may, Rob, to mm. to another massive moment and a yeah. player that's been brilliant this year, and, and Victor Moses, the right wing back. Yeah. yeah. Um, well done for Anthony Taylor with the the referee well decision on well the dive. Mm. That was a big moment because Chelsea was starting to pile onto Arsenal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. And when it first happened, I'm thinking there must have been contact for him to go down because why else would he bother going down? He'd sat and come inside Oxlade Chamberlain. He had numbers in the box. He could have played it in and, and seen what happened. And then when we did get the, the first replay, it was obviously that he, he, he'd thrown his leg, he died. Some respect he cheated, Rob. He's sitting on a yellow card in a big game. It's a lack of a lack of experience. I tell you what, as well, that might just have hurt his, his Chelsea career. You know, as much as the manager likes him, and that it's a big game, yeah. and and it's a game that Antonio Conte is looking for a double. They get the you know they get that goal with, with all eleven men, uh, the equaliser. All of a sudden, it would have been very different. And I remember Jose Mourinho. I was once in in a press conference, and he he was talking about. You have to be able to trust your players on the big days, on the big games, because that's the most important time when the pressure's on. Yeah. And I just wonder if that 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 fall, that 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 dive by Victor Moses might just hurt his Chelsea career as we go forward. You know, we, we're led to believe that there may be another wing back in his thoughts, as well as he's done this year and he's, he's had an excellent season. Victor Moses, those little moments sometimes can be the difference. Just, just before we, because I think I think we should kind of wrap up this game with a little chat on Arsene Wenger in, in a second, Rob. But just mm. let's have a let's have kind of a closing thought on Chelsea. I know Diego Costa. There's yeah. a question mark whether he's going to stay at the football club or not. I think if there's crazy money on offer in China, 
you know, he, he has a history mm. of jumping around clubs. I think he, he'd go for that. So do, do you think he's still going to be there? And then what for Chelsea? Is there, was today a little kind of, a little reminder that, that this group yeah, can switch off a little bit, you know, like we saw last I've, year? How do you feel I've, about going forward? Yeah, I've, I've written the same thing down. The Diego Costa... I think it's a 50-50. Don't think it's done either way. I think that, you know, they might have to um, do a little bit of work to get him on side. I would keep him, Rob. I just think he brings you a different edge, a different physicality. It's something different when he's needed. Got his uh, 22 goals, I think, that's now come for him this season. Um, just, if I could, I'd keep him. I, you know, if he's determined to go, then I'd make sure I get as much money as I could from China, put him on the plane and send him away. But if I could keep him, I, I, I would. I wrote down the same thing about, about Ch- uh, the Chelsea thing. And I just, my, my thought was, this just could be healthy for Chelsea in a strange way. Antonio Conte's come in, done brilliantly to win the league. Maybe it would have been too much, you know, come in the double and sort of thinking English football's easy or I've got this. No, it's very different. And as we see, game in, game out, you've got to earn the right. And I just think for the, for the club in themselves, let's, let's not get carried away. You know, we saw Chelsea at the start of the season that wasn't great. We saw the change of system and change of attitude that showed us that Chelsea can get back to being champions. But being champions means being at a certain level, playing a certain way, having the same drive and determination and focus. And they didn't quite have that today and they came up short. So long term, Champions League next year, more more targets. I'm sure there'll be more players brought into the squad. But might just be a healthy situation that today didn't quite go as well for them. And they start next summer, Rob. First day of pre-season, having lost the last game of this season. That ain't a bad thing, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's, um, it's a brilliant test for the manager again, Rob. Because pre- mm. pre-season, they're back in there. I imagine the likes of David Luiz, maybe Adnazar, maybe Pedro. Um, yeah, maybe a couple of others that might just not quite be as on it, as at it. And it's a great test mm. for, the, for that, that taskmaster, that, that, that flipping fired up, fire in his yeah. belly. Antonio Conte, can he, can he poke these guys back into a brilliant season next year? That's what's going to be interesting for me. I think you're right. I think the right thing to do now for Chelsea is to freshen up the squad. It really yeah. is. Puts the extra games, extra pressure, but just also to, to keep these 11 players that pretty much pick themselves on their toes for next season. It's going to be fascinating uh, to see how they go. Okay, we've got to finish off with a guy, Arsene Wenger. Three yeah. FA Cups in four seasons. Now, yeah. whatever we've said, whatever I've said, et cetera, et cetera, that is really good. That's very impressive. Three FA Cups in four mm. seasons. Uh, you know, a, a team that on their day can absolutely beat anybody in English football. Yeah. Where do we think? Where are we? i tell you what was a nice... I've just seen it on, uh, on social media, Rob. Arsene Wenger with the FA Cup raised over yeah. his head. What a great picture and, and what a great way to... You know, whatever he's going to do to sign off, mm. if he decides to, yeah. finish, or whether to say, you know what, we're, I'm still here, I'm still alive and kicking, we're still trying. Yeah. I liked his comments recently about he absolutely loves the club, he loves yeah. the players. He said after in an in a interview after this game, where are we with Arsene Wenger, Rob? And I tell you what, it is time to give him some credit because that was yeah. a stunning performance. It, it was. Uh, I think, you know, he, he's the all-time record uh, manager now with seven FA Cup wins, Rob. So it, it speaks for itself. He's got a special place in English history, despite the teams, you know, that, that he's built in the past and the Invincibles and the way the titles that he's won. Um, this guy has is, is proven that he can be current. Today was a huge day for him and his football club, and they came through. It was a day, I thought, when his players put out for him, mate. Absolutely put out for the manager on a day when they didn't have to. 
I mean, some are suggesting that it could be his last game in charge. So he might, they might not have done quite, quite as well. He leaves a football club, they move on to someone else. It, it, it definitely wasn't the case. And I saw two great pictures after the game that I thought sums up why I still think this guy will be the football club. There was a great shot of Petr Cech running towards Ospina at the end of the game. I'm thinking all that Petr Cech's won is running out to, to, to yeah. celebrate with a backup goalkeeper. Tells me that that's a healthy squad. There was another great shot where the, where the few of the players were, were having had all the, the, the trophy. And Wenger and Alexis are in some hug and are laughing. And I thought, you know what? Maybe this guy still has got something to, to offer. And more than anything, I heard it, a few interviews over the last few days before that. I think he wants to earn the respect before he goes out. I don't think he wants to go out in this case where he feels he's been disrespected badly by a lot of critics, people on the TV like us, the, the Arsenal fans who've made his job difficult. And I think if anything else, if, not, if, more, if nothing else, he wants to have another couple of years to earn the respect of the football public and the Arsenal fans before he calls it a day. And you know what? Maybe the winner at the FA Cup win is the reason that he should get that. I know it's, we're talking about long term. I know he hasn't won titles and, and that's the, the, the challenge now. But I think if I'm the board and we're hearing that this board meeting is going to happen on Tuesday and we'll hear the decision maybe Wednesday, Thursday of this week. So we'll obviously be all over that when that comes out. But I, I think if I'm the board, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying to Arsene Wenger, brilliant at the weekend. That, that's who we are. That's what we stand for. We can play good football. We can be on the front foot i got to see that for 38 games next season. That's what you've got to... He has to be challenged. He has to be tested to get to that level because if they do, Rob, and when they play like that, when they play with that little bit of fire and hunger, as we've seen with, with the title winners, they can be a match for anybody in the league. Listen, they can, Rob. And, you know, for, for however impressed I was today, it's still, for me, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not changing my mind on my thought that the Arsenal Football Club needs a new direction. They need a, a, an injection of enthusiasm, of fresh ideas, um, to turn a really good football squad into to champions. I mean, they've finished 18 points behind Chelsea. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I, you know, it, it, when you say be challenged, and, you know, I, I don't know what he can change to improve... To turn in Arsenal. What, what changed today, Rob? What 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 changed today? Well, in one-off games, I thought his back was against the wall today. Yeah, and he, came, that's, out, that's, he came out fighting. It's just the consistency, Rob, isn't it? The ability yeah, sometimes yeah. of the season to grind through and get a point mm. or win or yeah. a point when it's not going well. Now I don't know that today that doesn't change that inability to do that. Now, if Arsenal fans are happy to 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 win cups and to finish around kind of fourth, third, fourth, fifth, you know. Mm and yeah. playing some really good football, I ain't got a problem with that. If I had guys in the room here from Arsenal fans that said, you know what, Robbie, I don't care what you say about being a, being, winning a title for Arsenal. We play great football. We've got a man of integrity, uh, of tremendous continuity and what he's brought over a period of time. We're okay with it. Then absolutely fine with that. For me, if I want to see Arsenal, if I think Arsenal are going to go on and win the title, I don't see it happening with Arsene Wenger. Uh, and it's time for a change there. But... Of course, after a day like today, it's not, you know, it, 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 and that's why I want to give him a huge amount of credit because everything today was done absolutely right. Um, but I'm not, I don't change my mind on new direction. This is a giant football club. It should be right up there in one spot. So one and two challenging all the time. And it's been a series of, of disappointing campaigns, I guess, in terms of a title challenge. Now, you've got Mesut Ozil, you've got Alexis Sanchez. Two, yeah, two of the, business. I mean, yeah, and there's, there's Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's yeah, contract running out. Talk about him. This is all 
kind of things that shouldn't really have happened. You should, mm. you know, you know, and and has the the inability to to get the crucial parts done well put off Alexis in the future. You know, as a criticism for, I, I don't know, I, it's just I'm not changing my mind on what I feel about Wenger um, that it should change. But the board meetings um, this in the next few days. Yeah. Yeah. And are we in agreement that I think he's going to stay in at the football club? It's yeah. just whether the structure changes and how that works. And I guess we'll find yeah. out in a few days of how it's going to come together. Yeah, I'm exactly with you. I think we'll um, we'll hear from the board. I, I don't expect there to be a change, Rob. I just don't see the guy who's out there who, who walks into the slot. I think he, his record FA Cup wins shows that he's still got something to offer. Maybe you've got to change the way he works. He's talk about backroom changes, maybe different, whether it's assistants or coaches, bringing something different. Of course, he'll be in charge and he'll have the final say, as, as he, he will want. But yeah. we might just see a slightly different arsenal and that it, might be the thing. Be there, Rob, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be, it'd be wouldn't great? It'd be great. It'd be great. Maybe, maybe a new bright mind. Maybe, maybe it's somebody like, I don't know, like who's from abroad. Let's just say, and it's not, might not be, let's just say like a Marco Silva. Who's somewhere who they know, who they've liked, who they're watching, and maybe go, in you come, man, bring something different. You know, to Alex Ferguson, every three, four, five years, had a cycle of number twos and coaches who brought something different to his team. But don't, for any, any one moment, think that Sir Alex Ferguson wasn't making all the calls there, wasn't picking all the teams, wasn't making all the major decisions, yeah. but he had all the people to offer things on the training ground and around the dressing room that I think worked brilliantly for the players. Mm-hmm. I just think that would be healthy, Rob. I think it'd be healthy for Arsene Wenger. I think he'd be in a better situation where he doesn't have to absorb everything personally and, and take everything on his own shoulders and sometimes look so strained and so tight that, you know, people were talking about... There is documentation that said for two or three months he's been talking about going to a back three and didn't dare do it or wasn't sure about doing it. And then all of a sudden he's made this change and look look how the season's gone and look how they're playing. You know, you- maybe with a different voice there, somebody who might just say, come on, Austin, let's, let's go for this. Who he respects, who he's bought in, who he knows is not a threat, might just have made that change and things could have been so, so different. Yeah, and just again, finally on this, you know, the other end of the structure, Rob, Mm. You know, we know that Gazidis wants to change the structure. I, yeah. let, let me just, I, I worry that, that somebody comes in as a, in invert commas, director of football, sport and director, and yeah. Arsene's kind of okay with it. But mm. there's going to be this sense, Rob, you know what the, the British media's like? Well, you know, who bought that player? How are they working together? They don't get yeah. on. It's not right. It's not in the best, you know, it, it, I, I think it's just a, a reason for, for unsettled, times at Arsenal when you've got somebody that's kind of above Arsene that's not really having the power because the manager's got it so I of course I want a sporting director I just don't know whether it's the right way to go to bring him in to Wenger say well all right then but uh, you know I'm still having control and then there becomes a bit of a tug of war do you are you happy for that potential situation I'm I'm happier because I just think a little bit like the the um the scenario at Manchester United with, with Sir Alex Ferguson where we know who's in charge, really. You know, he's a guy. Work with people, build relationships. It's, a, it's maybe a, a maybe for, more forward way of, of doing business, a, a more current way of, of working in a football club. But Arsene Wenger is, is going to be in charge. Arsene Wenger has a final say. And, and nobody's going to come into that football club after the 21 years in what he's done and start in any way getting on a level or, or talking over him or in any way putting anything on him. So... 
That worries me less, Rob. I think it's more about, is he accepting of these changes? Does he recognise these changes will make Arsenal better? Because in his own head, Rob, and, and you said it, and it's come out in so many injuries, his biggest interest is Arsenal Football Club and Arsenal Football Club doing well. And if he, in his, in his head, he thinks, I can do that better on my own, I don't need any help, I think they've got a problem. I think that's where the problem might come, that the board want to do a certain way or bring in certain people. And he might say, I don't need people. I've not needed people 21 years. Well, what I would say is the game's very much changed in those 21 years. And it's a, this thing is a beast now. And it's all encompassing. And it's so much pressurised. And if you can get good help with good people, I, I would say, my arms are open. In you come. You talked about Marco Silva, Rob. Let's just, let's yeah. just before we end the pod and stuff, let's just mm-hmm. do a little bit of news. Marco Silva, as we expected, has left the whole city. Yes. And he's taken yes. a two-year contract mm. at Watford. Um, do you think this is the right move for him and also, no. and also for Watford? No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't like it for Marco, who I think looks like he, you know, he left Hall, had done a great job. We hear difficult owners, got a bit of money in the window, bought some players in and, and nearly kept them up. I think this is be a situation where he's going to have players who he may or may not want. As we know, the Potts of family, how they work, and, and you know a lot from, from working on Spanish football, etc. They'll, they'll they've got good networks around Europe. They'll give him the group of players. There you go, Marco. There's your, you know, that, that, that's it for this season. On you go and coach them through which I think is, is his strength, the coaching side, and, and that's definitely something that he, 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 he can improve players and put systems in place. But I just, this transient nature of Watford doesn't suit, sit well with me for somebody like him. Well, I think once now a, a four or five-year term, put some roots down, show, his, show how good he is, Rob, and then he might be the next one. He might be the next Pochettino. He might be the next Ronald Koeman to go into those top six jobs and go and prove... I just don't know if, you, if he's going to get the time or the consistency with this Watford group that sat Kike Sanchez-Flores for playing good football and being comfortable in the league. Ultimate sorry, keeps in the league, not, not the same football in terms of, of how we, we enjoyed it, but he kept him in the league. I'm just not sure whether this is, is quite the role. I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised you jump out of Hull and you jump in to Watford. Yeah, I'm actually with you, Rob. I'm with you because I think because of the the pressure, the absolute pressure from the Watford um, ownership that that you've got to have good seasons, you've got to progress, you've yeah. got to do really well. I'm sure going to be out now. Crystal Palace is available, Robbie Earl. Would yeah. you would you think that was a better fit for Marco Silva? Yeah, better fit. I, I like the owner Steve Parish. I know a little bit. Got friends there. Mark Bright's very cl- close to the board. How they work, I could see him working well with Parish, talking about players, looking at targets, giving him a bit of a time and saying, OK, this is, this is a, a, a good-sized London club that you can get your fingers all over. We've got some good young talents. We can develop some players. And, and all of a sudden, this, this could be a mid-table to top-ten team that's, that, that's going forward with, with a bright young manager, with a good young, young group of players. And I think with, with, what the difference with Palace is, I think I know what my aim is and what we're trying to achieve. I get sometimes think at Watford. I don't know what you know. Survival's not just good enough. Survival mid-table sometimes just doesn't seem good enough. Survival has to be with a certain group of players doing a certain thing. And I think if you, if you're not happy, it's a 12 months rotating cycle. There, I just saw. I thought Crystal Palace would be the perfect fit. And, and from what I can gather, they're a little bit disappointed that Marco Silva kind of went into the decision very early and, and decided to, to sign his two-year contract for Watford and close the door on any other options that might have been out there. So a little surprise maybe by him and his agent that they took that route, Rob. 
Yeah, I mean, the other way, of course, was to wait a little bit, Rob, and, and Southampton yeah. might have come up. And even, by the way, if you kind of if, if you haven't got the right job, even the season starts, you're right there. You, you, you've got a great reputation, and, and somebody mm. might have to get off to a bad start. You know, whether it's West Ham United, Southampton, there's a few really good, better fits for Marco Silva. But I guess he's like, you know what? This is the one available. I've spoke to him. I'm jumping on. Only time will tell whether, you know, he, he lives to regret it. But I'm with you. I think there's, I think what he's done and what he's shown us in all aspects of handling being a, a manager at Hull City, that he could have done a bit at a club where there's more responsibility, more security and a little bit more of a future run at being a, a really good manager. So we'll see you know, how I'll it probably goes. probably swayed back. it for him, mate. You've not probably swayed it. Sam Allardyce is sitting out there waiting for that job, and he's probably thought, oh, I don't want to go in a battle with Sam. I'll, I'll grab something now before it goes. Just one more piece of business before we go, mate. There's a huge game tomorrow in the championship. They call it the biggest game in football. It's worth $120 million to the team that wins because they get promoted into the Premier League. It's Huddersfield versus Reading. Huddersfield never been in the, in the Premier League. Reading have been in a couple of times and, and, and struggled and gone back back down. So, huge game for those two. We'll uh, report on that on our next po- podcast and obviously bring you the news of officially whether Arsene Wenger stays or does Arsene Wenger go after 21 years, the Arsenal board meetings this week. And we'll have a podcast towards the end of the week to wrap that one up. So, Robbie Musto, they've had petitions. They've flown banners over grounds. They've wanted Wenger out. But on a big day at Wembley, Arsene Wenger's an FA Cup winner again for a record seventh time. Does this mean the experienced Frenchman stays in charge? Look out for our next podcast next Saturday after a high-profile Champions League final when European heavyweight Juve face Real Madrid in Cardiff. And we'll see if there are any decisions have been made at the end. Remember to stay part of the football conversation. Look out for the two lobby shows available for download on Apple Podcasts. And please continue to rate and review the shows as the ratings help increase our visibility and allows more football fans to discover this show. So, the Gunners lift the cup. I've still got Austin Wenger to join us. From me, Robbie Earl, and him, Robbie Musto. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.